You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. Nate, what's up, man? Hey, Mike. I'm doing pretty well. My uh, Scott Fishbowl team did not have such a great week, but I have somehow built up enough of a lead where I'm still third. So that's amazing. We're, we're, we're really happy over here. That's good. And we're happy for you. We're you know we're hoping you pull through, win this whole thing, and rep the Rewind proud. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, everybody else is doing good. This year, I actually have some leagues where I can't even set a full lineup because of bye weeks and injuries. It's going to have to figure it out. That's why you got to have lots of fun. Yeah. I tried uh, Porkman. Hit me up. I sent you a trade offer. So Who knows? You got to throw some thirds around. Get some bye week fillers. I'm trying. Trying to see what I can do. But, hey, you know, trying to do it up, get some value going on. That's what it's all about. We're talking about some players today. Doing a dynasty player price check. Talk about these 2023 fantasy football players here. It's the season's in full swing. Hopefully, you guys are setting full lineups, unlike me, but uh, you're going to do what you're going to do. And yes, John McGlynn, I understand that I scored, I had a team that scored under 70 points last week, but um, <laughs> that team just Ooh. fell flat on its face. I mean, it underproduced in every facet. And it's not hard. standard scoring, is it, Mike? It was not standard scoring. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, I had uh, Marvin Mims in a couple spots too, and he. Played. Yeah. Well, we'll be talking about him. We in will. A little bit, but unfortunately, why don't we start off by talking about Josh Downs? Mm. Nate, his giving cost right now is a mid twenty-four second and a late twenty-four second. So I'll preface this: I won't say it every time we talk about a player. Do you believe the cost for this player is higher, lower, or accurate? Tell me why, and if it's different, tell me why as well. Yeah, I think this is pretty spot on because you know, the two seconds, you know, when there's a player that you like and you just can't get him for a second round pick, the step, the next step is two seconds, and then the step after that is a late first. And Josh Downs is not worth a late first at this point. He's okay. not producing enough, um, though he is getting some production, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, but you know. I don't believe enough in that situation to, to have him be worth a late first, but two seconds. I like that. I th- I like that because Josh Downs, we were all on Josh Downs before the draft. You know, we loved him. Um, I think most of us did around here. We were all pretty high on Josh Downs. Um, no worries about his talent. He went to a situation that he has already, you know, from week one really has taken a starting role. I mean, he's, he started for the Colts this year, uh, week one. So a guy that not only we believe in the talent, but has shown the talent, has got on the field right away, has been a safety blanket and a good option for both Anthony Richardson, um, who's now up for the season, and Gardner Minshew, who's going to be starting the rest of the season. And I believe that Gardner Minshew can probably support Josh Downs and Michael Pittman Jr., because that is certainly the hierarchy there with the Colts offense. Those two wide receivers are the guys getting all the targets. Um, You know, one of the reasons I don't want to pay more than this for Josh Downs right now is because he's got a low y- yards per catch. He's only got 9.9 yards per catch. His eight out is 6.8. He's being used very close to the line of scrimmage. And we kind of expected that. Knowing Josh Downs, he was a slot receiver, does a lot of work in the first 10 yards of the field off the line of scrimmage, and we're seeing that go into the NFL. 
I love that. And as the volume goes up, you have a lot of uh, potential for fantasy points. But until the volume goes up, which I don't really think it's going to uh, with how the Colts team is playing right now and Michael Pittman Jr. being there, he, he is capped. Um, but I do like the two seconds. I think that works out quite well. He's currently six most receiving yards right now behind Jordan Addison, uh, third most um, receptions of rookie wide receivers. So love the early talent, love the early production. About two seconds. So I'm going to agree with you, and I think this is accurate as well in looking through DLF's Trade Finder, which is a great tool to use just to really kind of get a grasp on what's going on right now. I've seen several trades that had this almost exact value or very, very similar. And look, like you said, now's the time to buy with Anthony Richardson going up. People are going to panic because, mm-hmm. yeah, Anthony Richardson's not started. But there's there's a, a reason to believe that um, him, Pittman, could be better with a guy like Gardner Minshew who's not going to be the threat to run. All he could scramble and move around in the pocket, but he's not a runner like Anthony Richardson. Um, you know, the only other player that I would consider acquiring at a cost like this is a guy like Christian Kirk if I'm competing. I'd probably rather have that, uh, you know, the higher ceiling than Josh yeah. Downs. Josh Downs, while we like him, has not hit 100 yards yet, almost did a couple weeks ago against Tennessee, six catches for 97 yards. So um, I do think it's coming. I like it. You know, I will say this. I don't want any tight ends on that team. Though Kylan Granson has been surprising. He's been, he's been productive and, and somewhat consistent too. Nate, so the next guy we want to talk about, I can't say that uh, the Dynasty Rewind as a whole has been a fan of this player. So, you know, he's the starter now. Damian Harris also has a neck. Uh, was it a neck sprain? I believe they yes. called it. And the Bills just signed... I don't know if they actually signed him. They were definitely flirting with him. Leonard flirting Burnett. with, who is it again? Fournette. Okay, exactly. So, but we're actually talking about James Cook right now. And his value is that of a late 24 first and a 25 second. Nate, this is the price you have to pay when you when you want to get a starting running back, a starting NFL running back. Higher, lower. What do you got for me? Yeah, I'm a little bit lower than this on James Cook. Um, just with them bringing in possibly Fournette, um james cook has done well to be productive at times for the bills but really i don't think we're getting anything out of james cook that we didn't get out of devin singletary and we saw what the bills did with devin singletary they didn't take devin singletary put him on a platform and say hey this is our lead back nope they brought another competition they let josh allen you know take over a lot of the runs in the red zone I think we're going to see, you know, somewhat similar usage and production out of James Cook. And that's not bad. Devin Singletary was very productive for many years. Yeah. Um, Mike, I know you rostered a lot of Devin Singletary. It's not a bad thing to have James Cook on your team. He's going to be productive. Um, I just don't think he's going to give you a lot of 20-plus point games. But he's going to give you a pretty decent floor of 10 to 15 points a lot of weeks, uh, especially as long as the Bills' offense does well. But if the Bills' offense – you know, doesn't do too well. I don't think James Cook is going to, you know, break the mold and be someone special for that team. He's kind of just a part of that offense at this point. So other running backs I would rather acquire. If I'm going to spend a first, maybe a first and a second, I would look at Brian Robinson, valued pretty similar to James Cook. And I feel a lot more confident about Brian Robinson's role with the commanders. He is obviously their lead back. He is obviously going to get a lot of the workload in that offense when they're not playing from behind. James Cook, I don't feel as he's as an important piece to that offense as, you know, I would want to uh, commit a first and a second to, you know. Nate, I got to say, you know, everyone, James Cook came in and he's going to be this prolific receiving back. Remember, we heard that. 
narrative. Um, James Cook on the season, 14 catches for 140 yards, whereas Brian Robinson Jr., the guy who can't catch, yeah. 11 catches for 113 yards and two touchdowns. James Cook has zero. I like this a lot. Um, you know, Brian Robinson also 302 yards on the ground. So James Cook a little bit more right now, 363. But I, I honestly, I'd take, I would pay even less and I would take a guy like Jerome Ford right now over um, James Cook. He has the same amount of 100 yard rushing games this year that James Cook does. And he hasn't been the starter as long. So my value is obviously lower. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to move a first, I want some better production to come back on my roster. I just, I really don't trust Bill's running backs. It's going to be never Bill's running backs, just like for how long it was never Patriots running backs, which still is never Patriots running backs again. But that team is just such. A disaster right now. Sorry, Sean. We love you, buddy. Um, I mean, I would do just a second for him if I really wanted him, or a second and a third. I would do this. Um, but I think for that price, another guy I'd rather go off after is DeAndre Swift, who's currently running back seven. He's starting to get some good receiving work as well. The Eagles didn't run the ball very much. They looked terrible in the game against the Jets. Their first loss ever to the Jets, of course, is because yeah. I was in the stadium that they lost to Way the to go, Mike. Mac Wilson. Um, you know, but he's getting some good receiving work and is he still, yes, still running back seven and he does have a receiving touchdown, which James Cook does not. So let's move on and let's talk about Cooper cup, tear every ligament in his body next season. He's going to be back looking like nothing ever happened. So his given cost right now, Nate is a late 24 first and a late 24 second. We're talking late picks here, higher, lower accurate, maybe. Yeah, I think this is rather accurate. You know, late picks, if this was like a mid-first and a mid-second, I would not be as interested. But for a late first and a late second, you know, which is what you're expecting because you're only trading for Cooper Cup if you're a contending team. And right now, you know, Cooper Cup, even with Puka Nakua there, you know, he's still going to put up that 20-point production every single week, it looks like. Um, Cooper Cup, you know, Puka's playing the Robert Woods role. Cooper Cup's playing the Cooper Cup role still. So that production is still there. I still think we're going to get another, you know, two, two or th- so years out of Cooper Cup with good production. So I don't mind spending a first on Cooper Cup. I don't mind adding a second on it. If, as long as these are late picks and you're a contending team and this is what pushes you to the edge to be one of the top teams in the league, I'm fine with this because I think you're getting really good production this season. You're getting good production moving forward for another season or two. And I'm not scared of, Brian, uh, you know, Puka Nakua taking targets. We've seen them work together already. Um, I can't believe I just said I'm not scared of Puka Nakua taking targets. Like who would have even thought that was a conversation, uh, you know, a month ago even. So I'm okay with Cooper Cup here. If we're looking for someone a little bit younger, might not give us quite as much production. Uh, but Brandon Ayuk is another guy I like for around this price that you might be able to go acquire right now. I think Brandon Ayuk is one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL right now. And with the way Brock Purdy is playing and way that San Francisco 49ers offense is moving, you know, it's Brandon Ayuk's the production's coming and we're already seeing the flashes of it in big ways. And that production is going to be more consistent and it's going to be really good, I think, soon. So it's Brandon Ayuk's a guy I want to target right now. And I think you get him for similar cost uh, to what you can get for Cooper Cup. I agree. And the 49ers haven't needed Brandon Ayuk. They, well, they lost to the Browns. This they past did against game. Cleveland. Kind of an anomaly um, there, but um, go Cleveland. Also, just so you know, P.J. Walker has never lost a game as the Browns starting quarterback. Yeah. Cleveland's defense just is yeah, incredible really right good. now. 
if their offense could get it together, they could really make some noise in the AFC. And that's a tough division, too. Um, for me, I think this is accurate. Look, this is what you want to pay for an aging elite wide receiver. But in two games, no signs of rust. Like I said, 15 catches, 266 yards, and a touchdown. He's, he's a league winner at this point. He's going to help you win your league if you're yeah. a contending team. Um, my question to you, Nate, because Justin Jefferson is on IR, and I've gotten some questions about people moving on from Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson for value similar to this or even possibly a little bit less because people panic. If you could get Justin Jefferson right now and you could withstand that IR trip, would you trade for him instead if you could only choose one? I know I would obviously trade a first and a second for Justin Jefferson. It can be a mid first and a mid second. I don't think you're going to be able to get him for a late first and late second unless you just have someone um, out of their mind in your league. But Justin Jefferson is someone you should absolutely be going to right now and knocking on some doors and trying to see what that cost is because you're going to have plenty of people who are you know steadfast not going to move off Justin Jefferson right now but you're going to have people out there that you know are looking for production for their team right now and that's where I think you need to find a wide receiver and add a first on top and that's how you go up to Justin Jefferson right now yeah um you know some wide receivers I think you could put a first on and go after Justin Jefferson right now um Stefan Diggs I think Devonta Smith um Jalen Waddle I think those guys you could add a first two and you could probably get uh, some really good interest on Justin Jefferson yeah, it's just one of those thoughts. Also, you know, if you want to add a little bit to that too, A.J. Brown, if you're worried about age, A.J. Brown is about four years younger than Cooper Cup and four consecutive games over 100 yards. So pretty good. Something to think about. Let's move on. And we are going to actually, sorry, pause here, hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back, everybody. All right, so welcome back. Let's talk about the unicorn himself, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> this, when I was working in the shop, I would tell people, look, I'll sell you a Michelin or Goodyear all you want, or I can get you better value for less price because you're not paying for the name. So, Nate, are you going to pay for the name of Kyle Pitts? I have some fun Kyle Pitts stats then. Ooh. He is costing a mid 24 first and a 2025 second round pick, Nate. Man, it's accurate. I think this is an accurate cost. I but agree. Do I want to pay it right now? Uh, and I, I like Kyle Pick. I love Kyle Pitts. I am still in on his future. He's so young still. Kyle Pitts, twenty-three years old, on the dot basically. And so we got plenty of time for Kyle Pitts to produce and give us elite production. And unfortunately, it looks like we're not going to get that consistently as long as Arthur Smith and or Desmond Ritter is there. But that has to change at some point. I still like Kyle Pitts for a rebuilding team, for a team that has a different timeline. But I think if you're a contender, this is not the guy you go after right now. Um, You know, he has had, you know, 10 plus points in the last two games. But I'm not about to start trusting Kyle Pitts and the Falcons just after two games. I've seen enough this year. I've seen enough last year to know that I can't trust them. Um, Kyle Pitts definitely coming off the injury and looking slow as well. And that's been part of the reason that he's had such a you know slow ramp up into the season. You can tell looking at him that he's not able to make the cuts that he used to. I think he's still coming back from his injury. I'm not worried about that long term, but it's still definitely affecting this season. Kyle Pitts for a mid first and a 25 second round. I like how these are staggered here. I think if you are going after a tight end and you have a long term timeline, 
this is a decent price to pay because I think this price will go up um, by the end of the season, um, if certainly by next season. Yeah. Because, like I said, he's still super young. The situation will change. His talent, uh, you know, really shouldn't unless he has more injuries. So, look, the Falcons just – they don't care about your fantasy football team. Maybe they should because it might help them win more games. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. Kyle Pitts, decent decent price here, but not what I'm paying if I'm contending. And, unfortunately, I don't really want to trade for many tight ends in this landscape. Like, like there's not many other options if you need a tight end. Like, I, I either want to pay up for Mark Andrews, uh, TJ Hawkinson, Sam Laporta. I'm like, sell the farm for those guys or just grab a bunch of guys and stream tight end at this yeah, point. It's, it's brutal, man. And, and for me – it's accurate, but it should be lower. Just want to throw out that caveat. We've seen the flashes. We haven't seen what's been advertised. When is Atlanta going to be a complete offense? And look, here is some fun Kyle Pitts facts facts for you guys. He has four career touchdowns in three years. One of them is this year, and he has three career 100-yard receiving games. All of them were as rookie in 2020. Pre-Arthur Smith. Yeah, so it's not looking good. Plus, they have the world's greatest wide receiver there in Drakeland. Also, welcome to Atlanta, Van Jefferson, now the Atlanta Falcons. I did text Porkman about that. I know everybody is is talking about that. I'm okay with paying the first, not the additional pick. Then I won't make the trade. That's fine because at this time, I would rather, if I'm going to invest that in a tight end, Give me guys, Sam Laporta. He's a rookie. He's already looking great. He's down to the tight end two now. Damn you, Travis Kelsey. TJ Hawkinson. I'd either I would even invest in Dallas Goddard. Goddard has been starting slow. Might be a little bit cheaper than this value right now, but we've seen what he can do. Philly's offense is better than Atlanta's. Please don't argue with me. There's oh, the Braves. There. No, no, the, the Phillies, Braves. man. Oh, yeah. Well, you're getting the, your teams mixed up. Because yeah. but but you know what the Phillies are doing in the playoffs. Delphia's offense is better than Atlanta's. And yes, go Phillies. So I believe they're playing tonight, actually, but we're recording. So um, I'll catch up later while I'm doing the dishes. Let's move on. You should have bought them when I told you to, because mm. now Nico Collins is costing you a mid-24 first round pick. Who'd have thunk it? Nate, what are you doing here? Higher, lower? Talk to me. Ooh, mid-24 first. Mike, I can't do it. I like the 2024 class at the wide receiver position too much to give up a mid 2024 first, but I'm going to do this for a late 2024 first. And I'm not upset about it because I like Nico Collins. I like what he's showing. I like a young wide receiver who's six foot four, by the way, look, we're, we're getting some big guys back in the, in the top tier of wide receivers, Nico Collins tied with Debo Samuel for the most yards after the catch in the league per reception, just at six foot four creating so many yards after the catch really impressive um he's been doing it consistently throughout this season so i love what we're seeing here the texans are an improving team cj stroud a young quarterback that i'm excited to have what is currently the wide receiver one for you know if if i have the wide receiver one for cj stroud over the next three four years i'm going to get a very productive wide receiver and right now nico collins looks like that so i'm willing to pay a late 24 first for Nico Collins, not quite a mid 2024 first. I just, the situation is not consistent, un, consistent enough for me to pay up for the mid 24 first at this point, the Texans offense still young, still improving. They're not consistent. You know, we've seen that with Nico Collins. Um, you know, he has had two games below 10 points a season. So he's not, you know, at that upper tier where he's giving you consistent 15, 20 points a game. 
Um, so until we get to that point, not quite ready to throw around a mid-2024 first, but more than happy to throw around a 2024 late first. Maybe if you need to throw an add-in player like Curtis Samuel, Tutu Atwell, Jeff Wilson, any one of the Ravens running backs, more than willing to throw in a player like that on top of that first to make that move happen. See Tutu Atwell. Yeah, you know what? He's actually like wide receiver 55 on keep trade cut right now, so I figured I'd throw him in there in case someone wanted Tutu Atwell for any reason. Yeah, yeah. well, Nico Collins currently the wide receiver 11 on the season, averaging 17 fantasy points per game. Oddly enough, on Fantasy Pros, it says he's only rostered in 90% of leagues. Those other 10% have no idea what they're doing. Go look for Nico Collins on your paper wire. <laughs> so if you're listening to this show. One out of every 10 of you might have Nico Collins in your... I do want to say, I think it's funny, like, because, you know, there's a disconnect on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. You know, between, oh, get this guy on waivers. And you see that, and for seasonal, it's fine. And if you go to Dynasty waivers, it's like, okay, well... Maybe if Amir Abdullah gets me four points this week, I could pull this one Craig out. Craig Reynolds. <laughs> no, Craig Reynolds was not available in any of the leagues that I needed him, of course. But um, it is what it is. But look, wide receiver 11, I'm going to pay up. There's there's a possibility this is accurate for me, by the way. This might be the cheapest that you can get him for a while if this keeps up. By the way, Nico Collins already at a career high in yards and touchdowns for his career, 547 yards, three touchdowns, all that in six games. Third-year breakout incoming. We're seeing it happen right now. You should have bought him before the season, mm, like I told you to. Good report with C.J. Stroud. Mechie hasn't done much. I didn't expect much right away. Still coming back, recovering from leukemia. Super glad he's back, by the way. Noah Brown, who they signed, has been injured. It's been all Nico and Robert Woods. And, of course, Dalton Schultz looking good as well. Another buy low for me. But you didn't listen. Let's move on. Nate. I have a question for you, and this is addressed to my one league mate, Nicholas Richardson, who keeps trying to get Brees Hall from me. No, Brees Hall is part of my master plan. Sorry, buddy. What is the cost right now to acquire Brees Hall? The Jets have not been very good. Zach Wilson is their quarterback, although people are saying that Aaron Rodgers might come back. That seems a little optimistic at best. Yeah, I don't – I mean, like, dude's 40, like, just – all these videos are not requiring him to use his ace, his Achilles. So all these videos, like other people can do that after they tear their Achilles. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still, I'm sure, you know, ahead of schedule and working his butt off. But the videos should not create as much hype as they do. No. Anyway, what what's the cost to acquire Brees Hall, Mike? You're going to have to pay a lot, aren't you? And I yeah. just want to say, I came on this show a couple weeks ago. And I mentioned how I traded away CMC for Brees Hall, a third round and a fourth round pick. And I think you clowned me, Mike. I think you clowned me later in the show. What? And I just want to say, I was on a rebuilding team, not contending. So I had to get CMC off my my roster. Um, So timeline worked there. But that trade's not looking too bad now. It's it's, it's a lateral move. And I got a third round and a fourth round on top of it. You know, you got to know what's coming. And I follow Jeff Mueller on Twitter. I want to mention him because he had this spot on from the offseason looking at training reports and his, you know, injury recovery. Jeff, for months and months now, has targeted week six as a 100% week for Brees Hall. Not this, hey, Brees Hall is going to suck for the entire year coming off his ACL. Jeff called this. He deserves his props. He's one of my favorite um, injury analysts. Um, He's a physical therapist on Twitter. 
go follow Jeff Mueller. Really got to give him his props there because I bought Brees Hall watching that stuff and look how it's working out by Brees Hall low. Now we're going to see the, you know, the production already. And this is against stacked boxes. Brees Hall averaging 6.5 yards per carry, Mike. That is really, really impressive when you think about Aaron Rodgers is not in the backfield and it's Zach Wilson under center. And I mean, eight man boxes. I'm used to Derrick Henry maybe putting up these numbers, not Brees Hall. So Brees Hall looking incredible right now. And if I can get him for Tony Pollard, DeAndre Swift in a first, either one of those guys plus a first, that is an absolute steal. Yeah. At this point, probably not going to happen. You're going to have to pay two firsts for uh, Brees Hall. You're probably going to have to throw something on top of that because Brees Hall is getting to that point where he's young, he's productive. He's going to be looked at pretty similar to how Jonathan Taylor was a couple, you know, a year or two ago. He's going to be looked at pretty similar how Barkley was, um, CMC. This is one of those guys you got to pay up now. Like Mike, you know, I'm sorry to steal from your notes, but he's already RB three on keep trade cut. Yeah. Uh, so he's already he's already to that ceiling. You have to pay up for him. Two first is a, the minimum you're going to have to you know pay for Brees Hall. If you can trade a running back plus a first and a second, I think that's a great way to go about it. I hate to give up two three, four draft picks for Brees Hall. I'd like to add a player in there, but it's going to cost you two first minimum, I think, value-wise. He's less than 40 yards away from what he had rushing-wise last year. And in one less game, I mean, he played seven games last year. He's played six this year. Oh, had Michael Carter last year. <laughs> By the way, I did see Michael Carter drop a very, very easy pass. On no, I really liked Michael Carter. Yeah, me too. And I, it was very, very unlike him. It's a shame. Also, you know, Brees Hall coming back, it shows that the Dalvin Cook signing was not going to be as big of a deal as we thought it was going to be. Average like 23% snap share the whole time he's been there. I know, but um, you're going to need multiple firsts to move Brees Hall. It's that easy. It's even, It might be even more in a one-quarterback league, um, or you're going to at least need a productive player, uh, you know, a wide receiver running back, depending on what that team needs. Staggered first is what I always go for. You know, what if you could try like Travis Etienne in a second? I don't think anyone's going to bite for that now. Probably going to have to be Etienne in a first. But mm-hmm. then again, you're also moving another productive running back. But if you're Etienne's not, look good. If you're not contending, and you're like, hey, Brees might still be a little shaky coming off that injury. The Jets are not good. I would also move Tony Pollard to DeAndre Swift in a first for Brees Hall. Um, but yeah, Dalvin Cook, you're pretty much done. Sorry, buddy. Which is same because I do think Dalvin Cook has a little bit left in the tank. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, it's just I didn't like the fit, but uh, James Robinson signed today in Green Bay. We got uh, Royce Royce Freeman signing in Los Angeles, and then they bring Daryl Henderson back to the practice squad. Fournette's visiting um, up in Buffalo, and also running backs. Man, you are not a Patreon member. I will say this: last year, my small school big player of the week, Lou Nichols, now a Philadelphia Eagle. Look out. Goodbye, Rashad Penny. So that's it. That's <laughs> all we got. You want Brees Hall? You are paying up. Nate, we're going to move on to the underdog scrub pick em of the week. Saw you, my friend. Yeah. So, you know, every week we have our pick em here and we usually have to combine it, you know, because you have to have two pick ems to actually create the pick em. And we have been killing it, Mike. You know, we started off the season 5 and 0, and we weren't wrong Thursday night. With the Broncos Chiefs game, Sean Payton was wrong. Yes. Because Sean Payton refuses to play Marvin Mims, who is quite honestly maybe his best receiver at this point. I mean, certainly top three. He deserves starting snaps. Yet, for some reason, 
Marvin Mims is not on the field and therefore are what we thought was very easy to hit 18 and a half receiving yards um, did not happen. We did not, did not get that uh, zero, zero receiving yards, Mike. Yes, Pretty I know. Upset. I had Marvin Mims in quite a few lineups. Thank yeah. you. For- <laughs> had him in the flex and just about one or two at least. Yeah. I was hoping for a big one against the Chiefs, you know? I was, I was hoping for a high scoring Thursday night football game. I had him in a few spots too. I was like, oh, this, you know, playing the Chiefs, which by the way, um, take a minute and compare Russell Wilson's stats and Patrick Mahomes' stats. You might be a little shocked here. Uh, but yeah, Marvin Mims breaking my win or my undefeated streak for the pick'em. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah, so you're you're five and one, I'm four and two. But moving on to this week, and we got Alvin Kamara and the Saints playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Alvin Kamara is the guy that we're going to be looking at today. Currently, the contest here is 52 and a half rush yards, higher or lower. Uh, what what are you thinking here? 52 and a half against the Jaguars. Yeah. Alvin Kamara has looked good since he's been back. He has, and I'm going lower. Mm. Yeah, and you know, look, I love Alvin Kamara. I think he's great. Where Alvin Kamara really adds his values in the receiving game, Jaguars have a pretty good defense too, by the way. Uh, Mike Caldwell, Doug Peterson's defensive coordinator, used to be a player for the Philadelphia Eagles, oddly enough, just like Doug Peterson was. He's a linebacker. Um, He's got a good defense down there. I like what they're doing. I'm taking lower. Now, for the record, just because I'm taking lower than 52.5 does not mean I think Alvin Kamara is going to have a bad game. He could still have a running back one week, not the running back one, but a running back one week. And rush for less than 52 and a half yards. Okay. Catch 13 passes again. He could. He certainly could. Nate, what about you? I'm going to go over. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go higher, Mike, because in the last two weeks, he's had 68 rush yards last week, 80 the week before that. His first week back, he had 51 on 11 rushes. I I think, you know, even with the Jaguars defense uh, being pretty good, I think the Saints are choosing to run their offense through Alvin Kamara. Um, recently since he's been back 19 rush attempts last week, 22 the week before that. So they're obviously giving him plenty of rush attempts. Doesn't take too many. If he has 20, 15 to 20 rush attempts, I think he can get higher than 52 and a half rushing yards. So I'm going higher here, Mike. I know it's only three games, but also career low in rushing yards per attempt, 3.8 yards per carry currently. So can have to do better than that. We'll see. Hey, I can make up some ground here. You very well could. We could be tied after this week. Ooh, we will be. All right, that's going to do it for us. We will see you next time, everybody. Your favorite Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast has partnered with your favorite and the best fantasy platform in the business, Sleeper. With Sleeper Picks, you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. With Sleeper Picks, you can play Pick'ems, higher and lower, and much more. When you use the code RewindEd, you get access to pregame and in-game NFL, MLB, NBA, and college teams right on your mobile device all on your favorite fantasy sports app anytime. So get your 100% match today by heading to Sleeper Picks in the Sleeper app today and use the code Rewind for a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. The minimum deposit is $10. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. 
and it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind, a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals, everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.